Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bougie Friday podcast. You are with Don, Till, and Soph. It has literally taken us probably two hours to try and get through the intro of this podcast. A whole 24 hours, actually. (laughs) And it's a Saturday. Saturday. It's not Friday, it's Saturday. It's a Saturday. (laughs) Guys, so uh, the reason we are doing the podcast today is because Till and I had a domestic on air yesterday, (laughs) but we'll tell you about that in a sec. I think it's important to start the podcast off with uh, the objective and the topic so that you guys sort of have an idea of what we want to talk about. So today we're going to cover the topic of body image issues um, in relation to, you know, lifestyle and competing um, and the sort of things like that affect us like diet, etc. So I have two professionals with me, Till, my lovely fiance, and Soph, my lovely friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what Wait, you were going to go in with And there. my pimple. Is and, here. and Till's best friend, her brand new pimple that is... Wow. It's, it's big. Been, I know, it's, it's glowing. It's own postcode. It's mad. Yeah. Hectic. Guys, so um, we've had so much good feedback on the podcast. We fixed up the sound issues from episode one. So if you are listening to this again, thank you so much for joining us today and joining this movement. It really means a lot to us. Um, we love spreading our message. We love sharing our thoughts with you because that's how the podcast started. We all just jammed and had great times sharing topics with each other that really uplifted us. And we thought to ourselves, man, we have to share this with the people that are closest to us on social and there's no better form to do it other than in podcasts. So quick recap, how's everyone's weeks been? Been good. Been a big week. Yeah, I huge. feel like the this next week's already started because it's Saturday. Um, what happened? Apps pumping. My sister's having a baby boy. Woo! Shout out to my sister that doesn't listen. And <laughs> now I'll know if she does. And yeah, what about you guys? Um, well, tonight. Sorry, let me tell you a story about this quick. So, um, we had our '90s launch yesterday, which was insane. Thank you so much to everyone that shopped. We literally broke our first record in seven minutes so it's figures and stuff like that's not important i don't think it's relevant to share but we had a massive day which just shows that you know we are reaching so many people and we are getting our vision out there and that really means a lot to us so i know till feels the same way we work so authentically in love with you guys and we appreciate you so much and thank you for the support um so that kept me up most of the week i don't think i slept more than four hours a night if i was lucky and by Friday that had caught up. So we did the podcast on Friday night. And um, I don't know, I was just feeling my vibe wasn't there. We, we started the podcast and then like, I just got halfway through it and I I think Till and I were talking about, what, what was the, I can't remember what We it were was literally it. talking about how to have a strong relationship <laughs> and like that it's you Navigating and, fights and like yeah, working together. Yeah. <laughs> and you and I versus the problem, not you versus I. Literally. But you literally said that. That, that was exactly what I said and I, I probably told us it was like a 10 minute story in the podcast and then Till jumped in at the end and said well that was a pointless story which is perfectly fine on any other day I would have lulled hard but then I just I was like I just felt defeated at that moment so I just stopped the podcast and I said to the guys look I'm out I, I don't have the energy for this I quit <laughs> so Diva Don is back and we are a threesome again that yeah, was, I mean, like, it's, it's Till and I and, and the spare wheel, which is so... It's, it's not like that. So, anyway, um, the, the reason that's funny is because I I like sharing that story because I want you guys to realise that um, Till and I have some moments in our relationship as well. A lot of people might idolise us and think, oh, you're such a perfect couple, whatever, but there are definitely situations and definitely moments where um, we're affected as well. So, if you're having a bad day, 
um, just become busy. I think that's just that, that, yeah. that's just what it comes down to. I just had to take a moment. I walked out of the office. I ran downstairs, went into the bathroom for a minute, <laughs> fixed up my makeup and said to myself, look, we'll come back and we'll do this again. So, so we're here. So here we are. Here we are. Guys, so body image issues. Where do we start? Yeah, so I um, created a girl gang this week on Facebook, or last week now, Saturday, on Facebook, um, Matilda's Girl Gang. And I basically, um, it's like a really safe space. There's like 550 girls in there or something at the moment, which is wild. And it's just like a safe space for girls to basically share whatever they want. You know, when you're on like Facebook or Instagram and you get nervous to post a status because you think like, I think I said, I didn't say Susan. Judy, Judy next door. <laughs> Susan's judge, my mum's name, judge, so you can't judge use Judy. Judge Susan. Judy next door is going to judge you because you want to share something exciting or something cool. So I just created this group where there's no Judge Judys. Everyone is super supportive. Queens fixing each other's crowns. Health, fitness, beauty, relationships, money, everything is discussed. So... In that group this week, I asked what you guys want to hear on the podcast and a few people said body image, competing, all that kind of stuff. So Sophie and I both competed before. So we thought it would be a good topic to discuss. Firstly, can anyone join that group? No, you can't. If I've they, are, kind of, if they identify as female. If, you, if they're female, yes. But men keep joining and it's really weird. And Don also tried to join and I declined I just him. feel like I it's, should be no, allowed in this group. No, we're talking about girl things, secret Girl gang but business. why don't why wouldn't you want a man's perspective mm. on? Because they might not there. they might not feel comfortable talking about their fannies in front of you. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, actually, See, like, he's already cringing. I'm like blushing right now. I'm really glad I got declined from that group. It'd be very <laughs> awkward if girls spoke about anyway. Uh, so, what is the group called? Matilda's girl gang. There's so, a link in my bio. So if people want to join, they can go. A and link in the show that. notes. Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. Is that yeah. what we call them? Could we yeah. do that? So I don't know if it works. Guys, we're not on the Apple uh, podcast yet. We're working on it. We're well, hopefully we are. By we the might time be listening. by the time this goes live. We're on, we're on trial. So as soon as we get there, that's going to blow up. So you can do show notes on um, podcast, on Apple's podcast. So Yes, wait. It should be there by the time this is live. But otherwise, you guys could probably find the group on Till's Instagram. Yep. Follow for follow. In my bio. Anyway, so body image issues. You guys have both competed before. <clears throat> How would you relate those two concepts? Oofed. All right. Competing. So Till and I, this is actually how Till and I met. People ask that. How do you, how do you, make, yeah. how do you make friends? So Till and I both competed in WBFF October last year. We were both in bikini short category. I remember seeing Till and being like, oh, my God, I was like super intimidated by her because she was like <laughs> such a babe. And I felt like she knew everyone, like people coming up to her and being like, hey. And I was like, who is this girl? She knows everyone. Anyway, we didn't actually chat that much, but afterwards we kind of we're chatting back and forth. I was so embarrassed. I remember I was lining up to go on stage and I followed Soph and I kind of fangirled over her. So I was like lining up and I think there was one person behind me or two and Soph was there. We like made eye contact but like neither of us said anything and then I literally remember turning around and being like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like that's so embarrassing. She must think I'm such a bitch. Like that's so rude because it was like that awkward. Like you know when you get in a room and you see someone but you don't say hi straight away and then it becomes too late to say hi yeah. and you're scared you'll get shut down yeah so I was like and then I was like dying on the inside about to step on stage literally just thinking that I ruined all my chances with Soph that was what was going on in my wow. life wow sounds like a first date like <laughs> but we're here and now we have a podcast so I mean things could be worse things so, went well so it sounds like things worked out for the two of you yeah, yeah. not too bad yeah first date vibes so yeah competing so we both competed and uh you know, that was an experience. I think we have very similar, um, 
we've had a very similar experience with competing and we're in similar places now. Yes. So Till was going to be competing in two weeks, I think October show is, mm. oh, wow. and pulled out and I was planning on doing another show and I'm like, you know what, I'm not about that life because dieting's hard and dieting for a competition is harder. Yeah. Um, the pressure <laughs> to look a certain way, the pressure to not mess up your diet and potentially if you do mess up your diet or miss a training session or not get your steps in, the negativity that you can sort of think and feel about yourself can be really long-term damaging and it, it was for me. I think you should, I think perhaps the question is to backtrack and maybe think about or I think my question to you from what you've just said is like what made you compete? Like mm. why for both of you, what, what led you to the choice of, hey, I really want to compete? Well, for me, competing kind of seemed like <clears throat> the next logical step. I was surrounded by people who were competing. I was already living the lifestyle, so dieting, tracking my food, training. I was like, oh, you know what would be cool? It would actually be cool to see my hard work in a competition because the leanest you get, you're able to see what your body looks like and the work you've been putting in in the gym. Um, You're able to reveal the muscle you've been building. So I was like, this could be cool, not really knowing what I was getting into. Um, so it was just like a personal challenge that I wanted to do. Till? Um, so I was overweight for quite a while and I would always look up to these girls on Instagram and be like obsessed with them if they were competing because I always was like, oh, my God, that takes so much dedication. I loved the bodies. I loved the the whole thing. And I would like obsess over watching their transformation and their journey, but I always thought that I couldn't do it. So one day I just made the decision that I was going to do it. Um, and I committed, I prepped for 33 weeks. Um, and I think I lost like 12 kilos or something and it was wild. Like it was a full on prep. Um, and then I competed and I was really proud of myself afterwards for doing that. Um, and I kind of became the person that I always wanted to be. I always looked up to these girls and thought I could never do that. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna prove myself wrong and I'm gonna do it. So I did. Um, and I thought that that would solve a lot of my body issues. Um, and I was just saying before, when we were kind of discussing the topics, I was at my leanest that I've ever been. And my, I say this quite loosely, my best body. Um, but I was hanging out with the girls backstage and I kept my robe on all day because I still didn't feel confident. I still felt like I was being judged or I had a bit of cellulite and that was, I couldn't take my robe off. Like I still didn't feel as good as I was expecting to feel after this huge transformation. Because that's why that's why a lot of people decide to compete. That's yeah. why a lot of people go through this process because, you know, firstly a lot of people love the process, but then you get to stage and you feel like you're going to have the best body, which – You're going to feel amazing. From an objective perspective, sitting in the audience, watching both of you guys had phenomenal physiques on the day, but you still didn't feel that Yeah, backstage. I still didn't want to take my robe off. And it's like, um, yeah, there's – it's crazy to think that you you think you're going to be so confident and you're going to be so proud of yourself. And don't get me wrong, once the show was over, I was very confident and I was very proud of myself. But that only lasted a little while. Then you start to gain all the weight back. And because being stage lean isn't Which is very normal. Sorry, I was jumping there and yeah. say that that so, part is very normal. Yes, yeah, you can't so, stay complain. Absolutely. And then that's really hard to... Um, except that you are going to gain the weight back and you're going to have to get to a weight that is maintainable. But, you know, you're so, you've been in prep for so long, you've been seeing these results for so long, getting leaner and leaner and leaner, and then you have to do the opposite. 
and you already don't think you're lean enough on stage day and then you have to flip, that's really hard. Yeah, especially when you get feedback saying that you aren't lean enough. Yes. I mean, we didn't get feedback that show, but we all kind of know that in Australia they like really hard, lean-looking girls. And for a lot of girls, you know, for someone to get that lean, it's going to be a very different comp prep journey versus someone else who might have to diet on a 1,000 calories, do 20,000 steps a day and six cardio sessions a week. (laughs) Yeah. Some people just – a lot more stubborn when it comes to losing fat and you have to do things that are very unrealistic. So when you finish your life afterward, because comp prep becomes your life, like it has Mm -hmm. to be your priority. For us, we're all business owners, business is our priority. So your business suffers, your relationships suffer. That's something you guys will be able to talk about. You're suffering. You suffer, you have no energy, you can't, you're not sleeping properly, you're depleted, you're not making any gains in the gym. And people like glorify competing and then you get there and you're like, cool, I literally feel no different. If anything, I feel worse. I've got a rock and bod that I worked really hard for, but I've that. got it for a day mm. and then I'm going to gain weight and that's cool and that's normal and that has to happen. But then there, therein lies the battle and, that, and people get in these cycles where they're show to show to show to show because their validation relies on that body and that's just effed. And I think some people can really separate that and they understand that comp prep is just that one day, like you're prepping for that one show and that couple of people's opinion and that's amazing if comp like as a disclaimer if comp prep is for you and you're loving competing then that's incredible I know that it is a real amazing sense of achievement when you do get the results that you want and you understand that you've worked this hard you've pushed yourself to the maximum and you've succeeded like that feels really good to know you haven't let yourself down down you've proved everyone wrong that's amazing but there's also like the flip side and the negative side, which I don't think is addressed that often. Yeah, I think that we, we wanted to jump on this podcast and really just reflect on your individual yeah. stories. And mm. my my part of the story from a partner's perspective, you know, if, if competing is for you, like are we going to the show? Yeah. We actually love the pro. We love seeing yeah. people up there. But we just wanted to address a few topics regarding, you know, the negative side of the process and how it can affect you psychologically. Um, because I've also noticed in my um, career in the fitness industry, I have a lot of friends and a lot of people that look up to girls like yourselves who have competed and they think that's what they have to do to have a great body. But we we started off this podcast this morning, oh, sorry, this this evening, having a chat about like, you know, I said to her, I said, I personally think her physique at the moment is the best she's ever looked. She's a bit fuller, like she's got that beautiful butt situation happening <laughs> and Till's not killing herself doing two hours in the gym like on a you know 1500 calorie diet and guess what we go out for dinners we have yeah. cheap meals we have Messina like we are living our best lives and we are in a happy space um, but you can have that physique and look phenomenal living a happy life but there are a lot of people that are striving for that thing but it's actually not realistic it's not going to solve the problem Yeah, I think there's been a shift in, you know, what we're seeing on Instagram and and what sexy is. Mm. And I think sexy is very subjective. If you love that lean look, go for it, Mm. girl. Like if you feel great doing that, if you have no issues mentally, physically, whatever, then do you. But I think there is definitely a shift where we're focusing on strong being sexy and sexy at whatever feels good and healthy for you. 
And Till and I are both very into this thick look. Like I'm in a building phase right yeah. now and, and Till always says to me, she's like, oh, your body has never looked better. Like yeah. you look awesome lean too. Yeah. But you, right now you just, you look sexy and like well, I'm, I'm here for that. That's Don did a photo shoot, a quick shoot of Sophie the other day. Yeah, so I mean like I, I don't know if a lot of you know, but I actually am a photographer as well and obviously work as a design in stack. So I am always working around women and I'm work, making product for women and I'm photographer. Um, shooting woman and of all shapes and different sizes and I just shoot with Soph um, a little bit earlier this year where she had dieted down and had an absolutely ripped physique which you know was really attractive and you looked phenomenal in the shoot um, and then you straight after that you went into your building phase and you know we've had a few teachable sprinkles in the <laughs> in the um, office and I mean, a few living, donuts here living my best. but we we um, took action we spoke about that address and be like look you're you're growing now but then we did the shoot for Stacks the other day and you did a bit of a bikini shoot just after that as well. And Till was looking through the photos and we were both like, you actually look really sexy right now. Mm-hmm. Like there's something so sexy about, you know, the fuller Kardashian look. And what I'm trying to say is it's very subjective and objective to personal opinion. And we, the three of us are sitting here and we've identified that there's a shift in the culture of what people think is beautiful and attractive and it is not striving for a six-pack. It's not striving for the most insane ripped physique and that is good looking as well, but that's not the epitome of a great body anymore. I think what sexy, excuse me, I think what sexy really is, is looking like you are also enjoying yourself and enjoying life. Like I look at, say, Soph, for example, and Soph, like she's she's still tiny, but you look like you're actually enjoying life, and you're able to go out for dinner, and you're able to have fun, and you're you're not like obsessing over every single calorie, every single step, every single training. You look like you are enjoying life, and to me, that is sexy, and that's something that is maintainable. And I think that yeah, there's definitely a shift in the industry where that is becoming what people are striving to be. At least that's what we we believe as yeah. well. Like, I think, I mean, I'm just going to reflect on myself for a second. Babe, while you were prepping, I dieted as well for the most part. So I dropped, at least, I think, about 10 kilograms in that process. And I enjoyed the process. But then it, it started affecting me mentally whereby I, I criticized everything I started eating. I criticized and judged all the foods I was eating. Like, I wasn't enjoying when we'd have a cheat meal. I wasn't enjoying my foods. It was so strict. And... It, you know, I've probably been in that phase, what, that's 18 months, two years almost. But then recently I've just decided, I'm like, I enjoy food. I'm South African. Like, we grow up around food and I still want to maintain a good physique, but not at the cost of my unhappiness. Mm. So I've worked on my personal relationship with food and, and the balance therein. I'm like, dude, if I feel like a burger, I have got nothing to prove to no fucking one. The other day we went out for lunch and the burgers looked good on the menu, so I had a burger. And, like, just that freedom, like that. Yeah. And I don't know if and if a lot of people can relate to that, but being in such a deprived um, state or mindset for so long, thinking that I'm going to compete again or competing um, and – not being able to choose what I really wanted to eat instead of eating something else, then being in a shitty mood about it and ruining the whole experience was like, that was a real moment for me when I could pick that. Um, I also think the mindset of, um, oh, what's it called? When the um, 
when you think that food's going to go away? Scarcity. Scarcity. So It's one of those favorite topics. We learned this from you, yeah, actually. Like, oh, how cute. The scarcity mindset. Yeah, like especially when, you are, um, when you're thinking of competing again or and you're in your off-season. I think this is why people like rebound a lot as well because mm. if they're in their off-season and they have a show that they know they're going to start prepping for, they're going to eat everything because they're like, oh, my God, it's going away. But when you kind of just relax and have a whole lifestyle maintenance phase, you don't have to binge eat on everything because the food's not going anywhere. And that's been mm. a huge mindset shift for me and something that's so sweet now to teach me as well. Yeah, because and that's like where the typical, oh, I'm starting the diet on Monday, I'm going to mm. eat all of the stuff in the house because I'm not going to be able to eat it. Like diets, like I'm a very firm believer in, you know, flexible dieting. I think that's a, t- a term that people interpret in very different ways. But um, Till and I and Don, we all eat like a very – whole foods based diet but we also incorporate things we love so we don't have that scarcity mindset Mm. and we go out for dinners and we don't feel guilty about it and there are a few tactics that have really helped me with this because I have a very black and white way of thinking so I would be very hard on myself when I'm dieting being like no my goal today is to hit these calories and if I go over I've failed so I've taken that out and I focus on a weekly calorie goal so if one day I'm feeling tired and a bit run down Um, I'm really craving something, I've got period cramps and I'm craving carbs, I'll have more food, but I can still make my calories work and have less food another day. And that doesn't feel restrictive to me. It might work for some, mightn't work for others. But there are these tools that you can use to avoid that really negative relationship with food, which is something I overcame post-comp. Well, I think that's um, what I've learned with Till, uh, just, you know, in um, observation since you started working with Soph, like you've taken a more proactive approach to being in control of your diet and nutrition by doing, you know, flexible dieting and really being on top of your macros. You've actually started enjoying the process of prepping your foods and cooking. Because we'd go visit, guys, just for reference, we'd go to Soph's house or she'd come to our house and she'd cook. And until and I would look at her foods and we'd be like, well, what the fuck have we been missing out on? Because <laughs> she's cooking, cooking up all these crazy veggies and making the whole process enjoyable. Um, whereas Till and I were just doing, you know, chicken and rice and mm. I still, to be honest, I still just love plain chicken and rice. Basic. But, yeah. But Till, you've taken control of your diet, you've taken control of your nutrition and you have, um, the food is fun. Yeah. And you, but you also have the ability to add something you like to it and not feel like you're deprived. So for me personally, I see that as really good mental health practice as well because you're not feeling like you're missing out on something and food is such an important part of our everyday life Mm. yeah I remember when I got out of show and I was going through my off season and it was just the beginning of my off season and I was crying to you and I said I never felt so upset I said depressed in my whole life that I did right then and it was literally because I had to I had that mindset like I didn't know what to do I was so lost because I didn't know how to track my macros I didn't know how to enjoy food and still like have a body that I'm proud of. Like I went from one extreme to another and I just felt so out of control. And I think. I think that's a, that's a very important thing. Um, and for anyone that's competing and for anyone that's going through, um, even if it's, you know, the, the challenges you pay for online, you're doing like a 12 week challenge or you, you're buying some sort of plan where you're altering your life to for 12, mm-hmm. six, 12 or eight weeks. That is phenomenal. That is fantastic. And you're going to get results, but then who's going to coach you and take care of your mental space after that so many people get lost in that space after that commitment Mm. that that's the part where i'm very passionate about that's where i see a lot of people lose themselves and that's where i see a lot of mental issues grow and arise in our space in our industry because nothing is taken care of a thought of in that after space so that's 
my encouragement to you if you're listening today and you're on a journey of 12 weeks or 18 months, whatever your plan is, cool. When that ends, where are you going to be? Mm. What are you going to do? So, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, well, I'm, this is such a big topic for me because people do, you know, eight-week challenge and challenges and, and hats off to them because to stay dedicated for that long is actually really hard. But if you're altering your habits so much to the point of doing things like missing out on going out for dinners, not eating at your friend's place for dinner, not drinking if you're a drinker, what do you think is going to happen after the eight weeks? Like are you just going to live like that forever? Are you happy like that? I'm all for taking out things that really affect you achieving your goals. But you need to make a decision. What's most important to you right now? Achieving this goal and making the sacrifices because sacrifice does come with dieting. When Like dieting's hard. You do need to make sacrifices. You do have to say no to certain things, but you can do it in a way that doesn't mess up your relationship with food. If it starts to, then pull yourself out of that diet. You, like your mental health always comes first. But people get to the end of it and then they, they go back to their way of living because their diet was so far removed from what they were doing that it wasn't sustainable. And that's why all these challenges and stuff are awesome to teach you how to train properly, maybe how to eat, but do they teach you how to eat? Like, do they teach you about how to take care of your calories and macros? Or like afterwards, people just eat what they were eating before they dieted and that's how you gain weight. Like you have to slowly bring your calories back up, you know, go straight back to maintenance, which has downregulated because you've been dieting so long, your body's adjusted to those lower calories to survive. And then people just go back to a lifestyle that doesn't match that. I think it's, it's so important to touch on this because I think that's encouragement for our conversation with you today is to really plan if you're going to be doing a challenge, if you're going to be doing a comp, if you're going to do something that alters your lifestyle, to think of the next phase, but more so also to do your research and start educating yourself, mm. reach out to people, find coaches or find dietitians or someone that's going to actually coach you through the whole process so that you're left feeling more enlightened but for me the most important thing is to have your clear why you're doing this in your headspace to have a clear goal and understanding of why you're getting into the space is it because you're unhappy with the way you look guess what if that's the reason you're starting a comp if that's the reason you're starting a diet or a challenge it's not going to fix a single thing. Getting lean doesn't, like being comp ready doesn't fix your problems. It actually, in my experience, creates more problems. It creates it's awareness because, to your problems. Well, I mean, it puts strain on your relationships. Like before you could have had an amazing relationship and then you've been so dedicated for the, to this for 33 weeks in my case that when I come out, like Don and I have to work on building our relationship strength back up. We have to work on my on the business because I haven't been able to focus on the business we've had to work on all these different things because comp has been my life for 33 weeks and that was kind of one of the reasons why I was in prep and then I decided to withdraw because I wasn't in it 100% and to successfully prep for a show you have to be 100% committed to it um it's it's a big deal it's not something that you can just kind of flick in, flick out. Like it is a proper, you need to be prepping, you need to reverse diet, you need, you know, all this stuff. So it's expensive big, too. Oh my God, it's so it's expensive. It's a big commitment. Yeah. And, and also like it, it depends on what your goal is with competing. Like I'm a big believer in compete to be competitive. Mm. A lot of people compete PTs and stuff because it's really good for business as well. Yeah. But don't like, I don't think it's really the right sport if you're like, oh yeah, I could like, I might try and get into shape and then get on stage because it, like it's a competitive sport at the end of the day. You, gotta, you have to love this. It's a sport. You have yeah. to love the sport. 
I think like I'm pro competing. Just I love bodybuilding. I follow bodybuilding. Amazing I dedication love, required. I love going to the shows. I love seeing the physiques because I'm not, I pr- I appreciate the journey that people go through. I think what we are just trying to say um, in our message today is that just be clear like why you're doing it and start for the right reasons and just remember and realize it's not going to change the way you feel about yourself. Yeah. Don't start competing or don't start a diet process because you don't like the way you look. But I just want to be clear about this point. If for whatever reason you have health issues and you need to change the way you look, but more so look internally, then it's good. Then I'm pro. Um, but yeah, that was just my, th- my thoughts around that. Yeah, I think um, something I was saying to my my girls that I coach in my app was when you take the focus away from what it's the number says on the scale and start focusing on the weights you are lifting in the gym. Like I know there's a lot of fear around lifting weights because you're going to get bulky. Damn, trust me, building muscle is really hard. <laughs> I'm in this phase right now. I'm eating so much food to try and build muscle. I'm working so hard in the gym and it's a very, 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 very slow process. And when my girls message me and they're like, I hit a PB in the gym. Like I feel so badass. I feel amazing. Like I know Till was lifting weights this week and and she thought she was doing like a 70 kilo dead. And she's like, oh, I was doing this last week and it was um, it was easier for me. Now it's really hard. And then she realized she was actually lifting 80 kilos. <laughs> I realized I was terrible at maths. <laughs> an extra 10 kgs. And she felt so boss. And when you start doing things like that and focusing on getting strong, that translate it's into everyday life like you start saying oh I didn't think I was capable of achieving an 80 kilo deadlift for eight reps maybe I'm able to do other things and, mm. and it does it really impacts your life and your quality of life and your self-belief and that's why I freaking love training so so <laughs> much I'm so passionate about girls getting strong like I think that's that, but that's a cool shift as well in yeah in, I don't know if industry is always the right word but I, I'm just observing there's such a huge shift in the headspace or the mindset of like girls lifting like Mm. girls training hard lifting weights dieting correctly ripped is not always sexy Mm. like sexy is sexy like yeah here's a thought for you i want people just to believe that they're sexy and feel sexy because i I genuinely believe and i've noticed this in photo shoots like when girls feel sexy no matter what their body shape is when they are feeling it and they genuinely yeah, believe aura, it, right? they have an energy. Yeah. And that energy is the thing that makes you attractive yeah. and sexy. Well, standard. Don told me the other day, he showed me someone who's like, she's sexy. And not in a way that's like, okay, like calm down, you're my fiance. Like just, you know, Don can say that. It's a sexy girl. And it's not like she wasn't like stereotypically sexy. But she knew that she was sexy and she felt sexy. And you know what? I looked at her. I was like, damn, she is. Like, it's not what you – she's not ripped. It's not this supermodel. I think, I think call a spade a spade. Like, she was a big girl on Instagram. Like, not she was a, a bigger girl. Yeah, but she was incredible and she's sexy and I totally get it. It's because she believes that she's sexy and she's doing what she needs to do to feel sexy. She's being bougie. Yeah, yeah she's, she's being, being bougie. bougie. And it's just what – it's just our encouragement in this podcast is just that – you guys just need to believe you're sexy and be, become sexy, like yeah. be bougie. And that's how you do it. Like even um, I think the other day I was like in the gym and I could see like a bit of cellulite on me, right? And I was like, oh. Cellulite. <laughs> <laughs> Should I put my jumper around my waist? Like what's the go? Like, uh, And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend that this cellulite doesn't bother me. And I feel like you just, you know, I owned it and you just create this aura yeah. and then – 
no one else will notice your damn cellulite if you you're not your, noticing it. You free yourself up mm. from your captivity in yeah. your headspace. Like you release that thing that because guess what? No one else was looking at that. No, it was no. just you at that moment. I'm probably looking at damn glutes. <laughs> I, I have cellulite. I have yeah. stretch marks. I've got I've got it all. I've got fat that jiggles. But like you what? People, and people ask me they're like, how do you get rid of it? I'm like, girl, I own it. And yeah, yeah there are days that I look at it and I'm like, ugh, I wish it wasn't there. But then it's like, why? How how actually does this make my life quality? less good mm. it, it actually does not and who the hell is someone else to judge that and be like oh so if you have cellulite on your butt like what's that person's opinion anyway do but i have so, <laughs> so funny that like every, i have cellulite self has so has cellulite like like but though maybe six months ago i would never have told you that i had cellulite on my ass like no way i'd be photoshopping and smoothing on my photos like that is such a movement and i fucking love it yeah we're on a new level like and we just i think everyone else needs to, to jump on that on board with us but like disclaimer like if you want to compete we oh, still yeah. love watching competitions and i admire your dedication 110 percent. it's just not for me but that's the thing don saying sexy is sexy so if that's what how you feel sexy own that yeah. If you feel sexy with your cellulite, own it. Like it doesn't matter mm. what you look like. It's how you, you feel. I need you to feel sexy. You need to be – I hope this is a Monday morning and you listen to this podcast and you're driving to work or you're driving to the gym or you're driving to a date or whatever it is. But like just like in this moment, develop your confidence and just vibe with yourself. I promise you're going to create an energy that's going to change your life mm. if you just believe you are sexy. Mm. Now I'll just say the other thing. If you're chasing a health-related goal – Go for that as well. If you have to do a challenge, if you have to do something that's going to alter that, do that thing. But just embrace your own lifestyle and realize that when you look at yourself in the mirror, you are fucking sexy and you need to believe that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think we've rambled on a hell of a long time on a really great topic. we have a cheese winner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, so on, on the last episode, we um, said we'll do a giveaway, and we did, so we drew that one. We also then decided on... It was so funny. The winner of last week's giveaway DM'd me about something. I can't even remember, and I was having a conversation with her, and then she was like, oh, my God, I won. Am I too late to claim it? Like, I was, and I wrote back, and I was we like... We know I if was, you listen. I was like, <laughs> I was waiting for that because I was DMing her, and I was like, hold on. <laughs> Guys, so if you've listened to the podcast, uh, there's an opportunity to win. Yeah, thank you. If you're still with us, uh, we are going to announce last week's winner. Okay. So the winner, I've just done a scroll. The cheese winner is Instagram name fitter after 40 Andrea Pauli. Yeah, girl. Congratulations. So she's won. So she's won something. We don't know yet, but we're going (laughs) to. Stacks voucher. Oh, yeah. Okay. But we have to get something else as well. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Let's but discuss. At the very least, you got yourself a fifty dollars tax voucher guaranteed. Congratulations! That, yeah, congratulations! Yeah, Make sure you DM us, guys. Next week's competition. Yes, so there's going to be an emoji. What's the emoji going to be? So we've, we've we need something sexy. Yeah, because we've supported you know the carbs and we've supported the fats. What about the the lips? The, just the lips or the kissy one? Yeah, the kissy. Be very cool. The kissy. Oh. Or like the like stained like when you kiss an envelope. Yeah, like the kiss an the envelope lipstick, one. The lipstick Science kiss. Deli- yeah, 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 yeah. The lipstick is. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Like, like when you kiss an envelope, or when you're a kid. When you're a no, kid no, no. and you like kiss the shower to practice. Oh, so, yeah. no, so, so, so the lippy kiss. <laughs> Does, the, the, I don't know what Sophie's been doing. Just I'm ignore so that. Alone. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> so to if practice you're listening kissing. to the podcast and you want to win something really cool, including a $50 tax voucher, find the lippy kiss emoji and comment it on our very the lippy next. Kiss. <laughs> the lippy kiss, our very next post on 
Not the quote one. We're going to put a new one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. take us a thousand goes because we all because it's really hard to take. We have to get photo. it to end this podcast. We all so we have can the start same angle. All right, guys. So uh, as we always do, we will always end the podcast on final thoughts. So I'll get the girls to go first. I'll go first. Find your sexy and own it. Damn it, that was mine. I know. That's why I got it. <laughs> so, uh, mine is just, just. Be, focus on being strong. Like I, I find that so sexy. When I see girls in the gym, they don't even have to be lifting massive weights. It's, it's strength is specific to you. Just being there, owning your space, getting strong, and just yeah, own it. My final thought is: remember, we all have bad days. We all have the ability to change that bad moment into a great day. Um, but most importantly, like in in correlation to what the girls have just said, like. I just really hope that this week you can get into your own headspace and just portray energy and just feel sexy and beautiful. Guys and girls and bougie, like snap into it. Like if you're training, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror, just love what you see and that's going to become your new thing. It's going to change the habit and override your old way of thinking and you're going to live a better life. We love you so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Illy.